Welcome to the Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. We're so excited as we discuss what it looks like to live the radical Christian life, following Jesus no matter the call, no matter the cost. Yeah, so let's get to it. So today, instead of us answering a question, we actually want to ask you a question. It's a question we always ask ourselves, to be honest. And so we figured we we would draw you into this conversation. In fact, it is the key question we ask that really has kept us living the radical Christian life for over 35 years. It is. We have uh, this question always on our mind when we make decisions about anything, big, small, and it's simply, why do you do what you do? Yeah. Why do we do what we do? Why do I do what I do? (laughs) Why do you do what you do? That's exactly, (laughs) we have fun with it, but it's a question we want to put in your mind. We want you to think deeply about that, and I hope it's something when you start to make decisions, it pops up. Yeah. Yeah, why am I doing this? Yeah, it's funny because we were looking back at the book that Doug wrote, The Perfect Parent, and if you haven't looked at that yet, part of The Perfect Parent is it's not looking at us as the perfect parent, but God is the perfect parent, but each of our adult children have a section in there where they talk about some of the things that we lived out. One of the reasons we did that was because you know, you read a book and you don't know, like, are these people whacked? <laughs> or are their kids whacked? I don't know. Again, no perfection. But in that, we noticed that a theme kept coming up in the responses of our children. And the word was intentionality um, when they were speaking about us and our family. Intentional. Yeah. Each child uses that word in one way, one place or another in their responses. And that got me really excited because I love the word intentionality. <laughs> and so I'm always asking asking people that question. Why are you doing that? Why do you do what you do? Yeah. And So parents, your kids are listening, whether you know it or not, they are. Yes. So we'll talk more about that with our parenting, but, but why is this so important? I mean, is this just a Doug and Paula thing or is there yeah. any kind of biblical basis? Well, if you know us in the radical Christian life, it always comes back to what does God's word say? Yeah. Are we living yeah. according to God's word? I had a chance to, uh, just the other day, talk to a bunch of high school students and I was telling them, uh, them our story of how messed up we were in high school. And I was like, how did we get from two messed up high school kids to where we're at now and seeing the blessing of the Lord in our lives. And you've heard this in other podcasts, but we're going to say it here because we've been born again in the name of Jesus Christ and given our life to him. And we've made our decisions intentionally, there's that word, (laughs) to live according to God's word. Yeah. And so what does God's word have to say with why do you do what you do? (laughs) (laughs) He does actually talk like that sometimes. You just don't hear it so much. But uh, I I think the first response would have to come out of 2 Corinthians 5. I can't can't go on anymore. I got to stop for a second. We just had Father's Day. We just passed through Father's Day after we've recorded this podcast. And, uh, you know, the, the world went after dads again. The world's always trying to make dads look bad and dad jokes you know let's talk about that yes it is it's trail, a rabbit trail a it's a tail, tail too yeah, <laughs> yeah grab that both. rabbit tail and go down the rabbit trail <laughs> yeah and, and you know, i just want to shout this out because it was all dad jokes a lot of churches were doing dad jokes you know and oh, that was oh, the year for dad jokes, yeah you know and, and they're always supposed to be lame and people roll their eyes young people rolls their eyes no i'm funny <laughs> I'm funny. <laughs> Don't put me down. My dad jokes are hilarious. So. Just 
own it. Diane. Yeah, exactly. It. So, so anyway, I why do I do don't... what I do? Because I'm funny. That's it. No. <laughs> oh, wow. That was. Okay. But what does God's word say? Let's segue back into something spiritual I don't even know how to come back that. in from that. Uh, I believe we were talking about 2 Corinthians, which is my favorite book of the Bible. By the way, I just had to say that it is extremely <laughs> cyclical, and so I and it's I like very it. emotive. Paul is not logical in it, like he is in First Corinthians, where he goes in very fashionable order, laying out his arguments. So uh, I love First Corinthians because I'm a bullet point guy, and I can see Paul's bullet points in his letter there. And you yeah. love Second Corinthians because he's emotive and yeah, and it's all over the place. <laughs> yes, and this this is a pretty and emotive they're both inspired verse. by God, so that's they what's great. Are. They reach yes. all of us. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay, so Second Corinthians 5.10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Yeah. That's a great verse because that sums it all up. It's a convicting verse. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is because we're all going to give an account. And I love what it says. It's not just for bad things or good things, for everything. Everything you've done, you're going to give an account. So basically, God is going to ask one day, why did you do what you do? <laughs> or Actually, I guess he's going to say, why did you do what you did? And so that's why we want to ask it now before really that question. really say, why did you do what you do? Yeah, that's, you that watch those old Bible I, yes. movies. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we won't go down that rabbit trail. No. But you're a word nerd. I love uh, how you study words. And I love that idea of, uh, in the version we learned, whether good or evil. We're going to count for good or evil. But that word evil is interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, because it really, it does, yes, it does mean evil. <laughs> yes. But it really has a a broader meaning of that, um, where it means kind of bad or maybe worthless, yeah. which gives a, a bit of a broader meaning in the sense, because we just kind of think of evil and like evil, like, well, I didn't murder somebody, you know, I didn't commit one of the top 10 issues, commandments, you get that. Um, but but in that, like, this isn't really necessarily a heaven and hell issue, is it, Doug? No, that's exactly right. It's a word that we're going to account for everything we've done. And that, yeah, it's so, so many people think of just broad categories of like, okay, I went to church, that's going to be looked at by God, and I didn't murder anyone. So there you go. Those are two things. All on the same day. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, you know, if you lay around and watch Netflix for a period of time, you're going to give account for that. No. Mm. Okay. As soon as you hear that, people are going to think, oh, I'm judging them for watching a movie. No. It, but your intention is, I just want to relax tonight. I do that. I sit down and we, we don't have Netflix, but we have an Amazon Prime. Anything that's free is good. Well, I guess Amazon Prime's not, <laughs> not free, but I get shipping and TV shows, right? <laughs> and I'm intentional because I want to relax. And that's just an example. Uh, I uh, We want to talk about this judgmentalism, but I just want to use that as an example. Even little things like little common things that you do, why are you doing it? You should just think, because you're going to give an account for everything. And those mm. things that, um, some things are just actually worthless. Uh, how many times have we watched something on TV? <laughs> when we'll oh watch goodness. a movie and we get done. And I love how you say, well, that was a waste of two hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Yes. Trying to find free movies is uh, difficult that are good and clean. And yeah, yeah all we of that. Fail. So we can tell you all the clean movies that are really horrible out there. So yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's some good ones. Yeah, there are. <laughs> yes. But I, I think when we just get that into our mind of not everything is that is um, 
bad is evil. Yes, it's exactly. a, it's a wasting time kind of. And thing, there's another it? great verse that uh, I I love to. Here's a trivia question, so people thinking out out there can think about this. Jesus three times in the book of Revelation says a word a phrase over and over, says it three times in the book of Revelation chapter twenty two, the very last chapter of the Bible. Jesus says a phrase. Do you know what it is? I think it has something to do with rewards. Nope. No? Behold, I am coming quickly. Oh. Behold, I am coming quickly. Jesus could come at any moment. and We should live our lives ready for him to come back. And in the middle of those three times, he mm. says in ch- uh, chapter 22, verse 12, he says, Behold, my re- I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to each one according to what he deserves. So I wasn't totally wrong. It does say reward a yes, couple times. It does. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> and that's a good one. But, but that's the point. I actually have written in my Bible all the verses at, at, at this place in my Bible. I have a note where I went through the Bible and wrote every place from the Old Testament, New Testament, where Jesus talks about or the Lord talks about in the Old Testament uh, or the epistles where one of the writers talk about God is going to reward. God is going to give a reward. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how many times in the Bible God talks about reward. So that's why uh, we're not well, talking. That's something we don't talk no, about. No, it lot. isn't. But this is part of the intentionality because, again, it's not heaven and hell. Well, you watch a movie, you're going to hell. Mm. You know, you drive that car, you're going to hell. That's mm. what people want to always like make it extreme. No, yes. it's just about. I remember there's somebody who said this, Paula. Maybe you can help me. Who was it who said this? Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Did somebody say that? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, we're just being, I guess, kind of snarky there. Yeah, Matthew six thirty three. But seek first the kingdom of God. Oh, I didn't even say it right. I'm sorry. It's Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Fail on the air. Cut, redo. <laughs> no, we're just going to say, Matt, do not store for yourselves treasures on earth. You know, where moth, kill, moth and thieves can steal, moth and rust destroy. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Mm. And that's what this is about. Why do you do what you do? Storing up treasures, having rewards, thinking through the eternal consequences. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's the eternal consequences. Yeah, yeah. I used to say a lot. Uh, one of my things was in light of eternity. I haven't said that recently, but it really does. In light of eternity, does this matter a whole lot? Yeah. So one of the things we want to just make clear, in fact, I, I think we need to say this about five or six times in the rest of the podcast, don't become judgmental. Mm. don't become judgmental. It's not about why did that person do what they did? Mm. It's why did you do what you did? Yeah, that's a great and point. And we only answer to the Lord. Now, um, we, in fact, when we first got saved, I remember there was this guy who came out back, and this was back in the 80s, and he came out with this book, Would Jesus Drive a BMW? I was like, yes, that's a great question. Let's thump people who drive BMWs. <laughs> you know, like if you drive a Mercedes or a Tesla, you're okay, but BMWs or are Bentley. wrong. No yeah. problems. Yeah, and I just realized how judgmental that was. How, like, you don't know why people drive the car they do, and they have freedom to drive whatever car they want. Now, they need to ask themselves, why am I driving this car? But you don't need to ask. They have freedom in Jesus Christ. And yeah, so that just helped us at the beginning to realize. And I actually kind of jumped on that bad wagon. I wanted to thump everybody. Like, why are you doing it? I want to judge you. And it's like, whoa, whoa. The zeal of a new believer. Yeah. Love it. Freedom in Christ. <laughs> you know, salvation is free. And and we should live in the freedom that Christ bought for us. And let's not judge one another on this. So don't start looking at 
and asking, why did they do that? You just need to ask yourselves, why am I doing Mm. what I'm doing? Mm. And I think it's good to recognize that this is a discipleship issue. Now, there's a word (laughs) that we don't talk a lot about. That's a very Christianized word in the sense of um, we don't really use that outside of our church life or our Christian life. Can we talk about that just for a second? I'm taking you on a rabbit trail now. Yeah. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say. (laughs) I think you were not listening to me, were you? You got caught. Okay, husbands, this is a reality (laughs) of just, don't lie. Just admit it and say, okay, honey, I love you. You have my full attention. Look, I'm looking in your eyes. I know, I know. I do this thing with my fingers. Like I go back and we're like, are you you looking at me? Are you listening to me at all? So I I think that's the one thing is it kind of goes back to that this isn't a heaven or hell thing. It's not if you buy this certain car, you drive this certain thing, do whatever, you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. It's a discipleship. You know, we we want to be like Jesus. We want to emulate him in our life. And so that means that we look at the choices that we make as somebody who's a follower of Christ. Exactly. And so that's when you ask the question and helping young disciples ask this question for themselves. And and so when they come to you, and I I, I just uh, actually had a great experience at church the other day. I met this young girl uh, who... I just, I haven't discipled her per se, but every time I see her, I'm encouraging her when she was in high school. So you're what's your a, next step? What's your next step? You're a father in the faith yeah, yeah, it's, to her. Yeah, yeah I yeah, love that. Yeah, so I was encouraging her about you know her next steps, and she's thinking of college, and I'm going, look it, just be very careful. The world's going to tell you, take out huge amounts of loans and, and get in a huge amount of debt. And, 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 and what are you called to? And she goes, well, I'm not sure I'm called to college yet. I, I go, okay. The worst thing you can do is get in debt when you're not sure that's what you're supposed to do. Hmm, that's a great why don't point. you go to a community college? Why don't you think through why you're doing this? And and so she just came up the other day and was telling me she got in. She did the community college for two years. Now she just got accepted into this really prestigious program at a university, and she's debt free going into that. And I'm going. Mm. She took that advice of thinking through why are you going to do what you're going to do. And it's turned out really well for her, and I was rejoicing with her. So that's what we do in discipleship, just helping people, not judging them, but like, why are you doing that? And uh, and then let them make the decision, and don't judge them if they make a decision you don't agree on, because that's yeah. their freedom, and yeah. they'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That is great. This is why we talk at this time, because you didn't even tell me that the other day. Yeah. So this is great. Yes. And um, I'm listening. If you want to ask me any more questions, I am listening. <laughs> yeah. I'm intently you, looking you in your eye right really? now. really? <laughs> I just want to say you, you listeners can't see us, but yes, his eyes got really big on that one. Um, but one thing I want to interject in this is that it's not always about the big things because I think that's something that we tend to do. We look at a large purchase that we have to make, you know, college, career. Those are huge things and they are because they affect the trajectory of our life. Yeah. Really, they do because we make a bad purchase. We might have debt we don't want or all those things. We we start out in a career that we're not really interested in, but somebody sells us, tells us we should do because we can get a job in it and we don't like our life. So it's, it's you know, those are things that you want to prayerfully consider. But really, sometimes it's the little steps. Actually, it is always the little steps that lead us to big steps. Yeah. And there's so many funny stories we could tell about how intentional we are that people would just look at us like, really? Uh, One of my favorite is this podcast. I was thinking about this this morning as we get ready. And so we 
you know, we don't film, we just record. So a lot of people are like, oh, you sitting around in your underwear doing that? I'm like, no, that would actually be weird. But I actually dress Especially up. because there's yeah. two of us. Yeah. And room. you always yeah. kind of look at me of like, no, I'm going to get dressed up in my clothes. You, and You do. I, I like I do. that. Yeah. And like, why, why? Nobody sees you. Well, it's my little way of just putting myself in a position to honor to you, the listeners. Like, mm. I'm not going to just show up in my underwear at your house and sit and have a cup of coffee with you. If you do, I get arrested, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, we don't want that. That's a weirdo. So, you know, and I don't, I, I want to honor you. And uh, so that's why I do what I do. And I'm a big one on it. And I know this is very controversial. I don't care what you wear to church. I don't care. But for me, I always have that mentality that I was passed on to me to somebody, the people actually I admire, not just one person, the older people in the faith that I admired. If you met the president of the United States one day, what would you want to look like? Well, you're meeting the king of the universe. What do you want to look like? Hmm. I know that can sound so judgmental. No, I love to say this. You know what the difference between discipline and legalism is? Discipline is over yourself. Legalism is when you try to put it on somebody else. Oh, that's a mic drop. That's a mic right? drop. Yeah. But I can't rip the mic out of its holder. <laughs> no, no, and drop no. We can hardly so. afford these. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the same thing here. It, I love that. Will you say that again? Yeah. The difference between discipline and legalism is discipline is simply just doing putting constraints on yourself or or putting things into your life to control yourself. But legalism is when you start trying to do that on somebody else, mm. and, and that's it. So I, I don't care how you dress. That's between you and the Lord. I mean, but why are you dressing? What? Although okay. Although I would have to say, in the last Zoom year of everything, some people probably should have considered that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys were like us, but you know, we would see some of these things where people were caught on camera. I was like, oh, oh yeah, the Zoom fails are classic. <laughs> are. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should have put on a pair of pants that morning yeah, before you started exactly. that Zoom meeting. You know, yes, uh, we're, yeah. you're not going to catch us. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I think one thing is we could say is we really don't care what you do. Well, unless you sin. Well, yeah. Okay. That's a qualifier. Um, but we care that you care what you're doing. That's a great phrase. Say that again. We don't really care what you do, but we care that you care what you're doing. Exactly. And so as you make disciples, because remember, uh, our goal is ultimately we glorify God by making disciples who glorify God. And that's just a mic drop right there. Yeah. And when you're making these disciples who will bring glory to God, you want to help instill them into into their mind the idea: Why are they doing what they're doing? Mm-hmm. And just ask it for everything. Why? Why do I? Why do I want to take this job? Well, it's gonna make money. Well, good luck. You'll make money and be a raging alcoholic if that's your only reason. If you haven't mm-hmm. thought through, is this part of my giftings? Is this going to help advance the kingdom of God? Am I going to yeah. use the money for God's glory? If it's just, if you haven't thought it through in the with the idea of the kingdom of God in mind, but only this world, you're probably going to be disappointed. Why do you buy the house you buy? Why do you drive the car? Why did you get the education you did? Why are you raising your kids that way? Why are you doing this in your marriage? I mean, just it should just come... And then, okay, let me say, we don't run around saying it out loud every time I make a decision. I'm in the grocery store. Should I get this peanut butter or that? You know, why am I doing (laughs) what am I doing? But it's subconscious. It's just subconscious. Even that's actually a good illustration. Am I going to buy the the peanut butter that's all sugar and it's going to be bad for me? Or am I going to buy the one that's more healthy? 
Mm. I mean, you'd see that we do that in the grocery store. Mm, we do. So it should just become subconscious of how is this advancing the kingdom of God? Yeah. How is this storing up treasures in heaven? How is this bringing glory to God's name versus is it going to make me happy? Because that's what the world's saying to you. Yeah. Make yeah. your decisions that will make you happy. And then most of those people who make decisions based on that aren't happy. Yeah. And you can see if if people think that this is all there is, why they would do that. But we as Christians are different. Like we should be. We should be a peculiar people. <laughs> I love that old King I James. <laughs> that is a great word. We yeah. should be different. And sometimes that might look strange to a watching world, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not supposed to be so connected to this world or to this culture yeah. that 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 defines who we are or what yeah. we do. And I, I think we have a great example of this in our Kia Soul. Oh, so... moment of silence for the Kia Soul. Okay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to, probably for like five years, we we had come off the mission field. We needed to buy a car. And so we needed- And our to do whole that. goal was to have a car that literally- the lot you had a remote lot <laughs> yes and windows yeah windows that went up without windows. having to roll them down we were <laughs> oh my gosh when we lived overseas yeah we drove some interesting vehicles, vehicles yeah. <laughs> i'm not sure you can call them that but anyway we had come back and and the first purchase that we needed to make was a car and so this one came up for us and it was a great deal and we liked it and, and blah we blah blah cash for it. we could we that was savings. that actually oh, yeah. was the huge part of it um, and so we bought a green Kia Soul. Its official color was alien green. So <laughs> that tells you something about what it was. I remember when we first bought it, somebody goes, oh, you got a hamster car. Oh, and yeah. We didn't know what that means. We oh, were like yeah. true missionaries. Like, what's a hamster car? We what never is, saw the commercials. No. Yeah, if we saw that. It might have scared us off. Well, yeah. So it <laughs> is true. But I actually love this car. You did not, but yeah. that's okay. Um, yeah, Doug's thing was like, wow, I'm a professional and I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, but it was a great car. I should get a plug for this. No, we are not doing advertisements for Kia, but it was a great car. But you know what? It was really actually funny because people would make fun of us. People would actually try and talk us out of, I mean, trying to talk us into selling it and buying something else. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's paid off. Why would I, why would I want to sell yeah. it and get something else? Yeah. And so it got to be kind of a funny thing. Um, I'm glad that we were secure in our manhood and womanhood <laughs> because otherwise we might've felt different, but we got more flack on that car than anything else. But we were very intentional because technically there were supposed to be two cars that were bought um, some circumstances changed. And so this was the car we ended up with. And one of the things with this question of why do I do what I do? Part of it, I always encourage people. And with that, you should have a testimony in the answer. Yes. And I, I mean, we can sit here and tell you all oh sorts of stories gosh. of testimonies of how God provided that Kia. So we got yeah, it and an amazing other cars deal. And other things. Yeah, drove yeah. it for, actually drove it for almost seven years and it never broke down, never had a problem, never had, it was a blessing no, car. It was, no we call repair. it our answer to prayer car because we were praying and fasting and that was the car that the Lord brought up. Probably should have prayed, fasted a little more for the color, <laughs> but I, you know, whatever. But but, you know, of course, I used it for many years as one of my great taglines. I am a prosperity gospel preacher who drives a Kia Soul and watch people just, God's going to bless you. He just wants to that, bless you to bless other people. That, and my love, yourself. is the radical middle right yeah. there. <laughs> people would look at me so confused with that statement. No. So, see, it was a great preaching card, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but in more serious things, one, I, I think back of one of the intentional things we did as a family, family dinners. 
Mm. Our kids, we were going to have dinner together, especially when they were younger and before they left the house. And, and even when we get together, dinners are special. Yes. That was a time where we shared with one another. We played basketball with the Brussels sprouts you failed on that one time. Sorry. <laughs> I, I still can't, you <laughs> I know. I still can't eat them to this day. <laughs> but they were fun to get the wastebasket out. We played they basketball were, in the I th- kitchen. I think there them. were remains on the wall <laughs> yeah. for a while of yeah. that one. But that's it. We were laughing about because that was intentional to make the family dinner a special time where no matter what, we were going to come together and, and share with one another. And so that was just an intentional thing we did. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and one of the things that I say quite frequently is that the principles don't change, the particulars do. And so, you know, find things that are important like that. We, we knew families that did breakfast together because that was the only time that they could do that. And so take the principle of whatever it is that we're talking about and think about, okay, maybe my, my, particular will change, you know, the car. Okay. What does that look like? But the principle should be like, we do everything for the glory of God and for his purposes. And let me tell you how it fleshed out in some other practical ways. So when we started the radical Christian life, I realized our marriage wasn't where it should have been and things. I became intentional. And so did you. You, but you were always kind of... You mean of when we started living the radical? Radical, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so, Not when we started the podcast. Yeah, so we were married okay. in 1980, but around 19... I, I remember. <laughs> I got that date right. No, 1982. I, <laughs> I was saved in 1980. I was just waiting for you to correct yourself. I was like, how long am I going to let him hang? <laughs> The great question is, are we going to actually use this podcast where I've had two major fails? I didn't listen and I got the date wrong. So I have to say, before we started the podcast today, I have a lot on my plate right now. And Doug looked at me and goes, are you okay? Are you ready for this? So November just, 20th, I am 1982. just over here laughing. Yes. Uh, hoisted by my own petard, if you know uh, that old French phrase. But anyways, oh, uh, well. Uh, but. In 1986, when we got serious about our faith, especially me and the radical Christian life, it's like, okay, I want to be intentional. Let's have a marriage that reflects Christ in his church. And I tell all young people, you can have a great marriage. You can't. Don't listen to the world like 50% of marriages and divorced and good luck. No, be intentional. That it's going to be great and mm-hmm. make it work and, mm-hmm. and it will. And same thing with raising our kids. It wasn't like... I hope our kids turned out well. We literally like, here is our plan to raise our kid in the wisdom and, you know, admonition of the Lord, nurture and admonition of the Lord. And we did that. We had plans for doing that. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for, for everything, we had intentionality. Yeah. And, and I meet parents who will just say, well, I hope my kids turn out okay. Well, I hope my marriage works. Well, good luck. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can actually be intentional to make it work. Mm-hmm. And there's no guarantee. God is sovereign. You know, you may have married Jezebel. You know, you may have married Ahab. Okay, I get that. We don't want to sit there and be legalistic. But what is your... So, and I always say that. So, let me stop there because people might be going, what the heck are you talking about? (laughs) Who is Jezebel? (laughs) Let's just say they were... I don't know. With all the names that are thrown out today. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. At least give them a Bible reference for that. Yes. And 1 Kings and... You're probably looking at around 18 through 25, somewhere there. I don't have the chapter off it, but you can find the stories of Ahab and uh, Jezebel. They were a some couple. bad Yeah, people. king of Israel who was bad, <laughs> and, and his wife was bad, and they had a bad marriage. And, and it just was did a bad, bad circumstance. Yeah, so you get yeah. the idea it was bad. <laughs> what I mean by that is, I, I, I've said this to people before. 
I, I don't know how Paula's going to be. Paula may walk, try to walk out on me tomorrow. She went, but you know what? I'm going to live in If you don't keep, if you keep not listening to me. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but I'm going to be intentional for what I do. Yeah. I, and that's the whole key. Don't worry about somebody else. You worry about you. You take care of your own business. <laughs> I got my own business I got to take care of. And so do you. And yeah. that's all. And so take our eyes off others, put it on Jesus, and be intentional living for his kingdom and his righteousnesses. Let me get the verse right this time. Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. I think it's at this time we're supposed to do some pitch like hit the subscribe button or donate. But we just want to say, do what you want. We trust way more in the sovereignty of God than in the Christian industrial marketing complex. You just keep living radical for Jesus, and so will we. And let's watch how he blesses us all. We'll see you next time.